0: I'm strong and goodie so with my dad and so Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American.
1: Can you believe in miracles?
0: Yes, you
1: can.
0: Place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners,
2: and here's their response. Sometimes he sounded like someone who took one semester from a radical professor when he was a freshman, and that's all he knows about the
3: world? You this is Ed and now he is
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Sun's so just outside my belt came apart when I got out of my car. sorry to hear that. And my pants actually fell down around my ankles in the parking lot. Oh,
1: time to get the seatbelt extension.
2: (laughs) I got out of my car, and my pants fell down around my ankles in the parking lot. You're not the first guy who's been standing there like that out there, huh, Marshall? (laughs) Not at all. I wonder if the building got that on videotape. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Watch as this man... Watch what happens when he gets out of his car. Look at that. Look at that, people. Is that sad or
1: what? More likely, our enemies... We'll get hold of that tape. Noted talk show host Jack Armstrong, seen indecently exposing himself in an area where many children live.
3: Right, superimposed some school
1: children over to the side. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Crying.
3: I'm picturing something very Benny Hill-like. Sped up camera, slide
2: whistles. <laughs> yeah. Did you attempt to run around with the pants around your ankles? I ran around my car several times, yes. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> shuffling around and of course my my uh, uh, big big white boxer shorts with big red hearts on them <laughs> yeah. as i'm shuffling around my car to that music mm, naturally
0: so uh, now you've now you've replaced the belt with that nice hunk of rope yes, very exactly. nice well yeah, yeah
2: feels Like home to have twine around my waist. Mm-hmm. Is that from your druid outfit? Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: Live from Studio C, blah, blah, blah. Senior, Today,
2: yes. we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Judge
1: Roy Moore, the rootinest, tootinest senator from Bammy.
2: Sodomy is on the march, no more, spelled M O O R E. Yes. Finally, signing all this. Sodomy has met its <laughs> match. Uh, how about that? Yeah, I, I, hear,
1: get... I hear allegations you were about to commit an act of, you know what, they're in a parking lot, pantless pervert. <laughs> pervert!
2: <laughs> so we'll learn more about that today. It's, uh, well, it's interesting. Where well, We're going to study the world.
3: Study the world. And hey, let's study the world.
2: Yeah, study the world. Mm. <laughs> I notice a tone of, I don't know. Is it defiance? Not sure your heart is in it, Michael. I'm let's, not sure I like your attitude. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, playing songs in and out of our uh, little dealios. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Pretty good. I was running around this morning also like the Benny Hill theme, just you know, trying to get dressed, getting ready. I overslept a little bit, but uh, I'm here. Um, yesterday, though, I went and got my credit. I had to go to a you know person where they evaluate your credit and they look over how you can improve your credit and stuff like that it's amazing how just one little thing can drop you from like an 800 to like a 650 or something oh, like really? Yeah, I mean, it's the whole credit system. It, it, I I don't get it, and it's funny because they go, we don't really understand how it works either, and so it's yeah. like the system that nobody knows how it works. That's true. And yet we use it to whether you're buying a house or a car. Or, yeah,
2: I've had that answer before. I had that the other day. I had to check my credit. I'm I'm almost afraid to because I've been an 800 guy for a long, long time. But I had one of my gazillion medical bills somehow fell through the cracks. Uh-oh. Um totally,
1: it, totally unbeknownst to you. It's not like they've been badgering you constantly. Oh, they or, probably
2: yeah? have, but you get badgered for every bill. Mm. You have to fight every single one of them. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, you of know, course. You, you
2: don't pay them, because if you just don't pay them, sometimes the insurance just all of a sudden pays them. I know that happens, because yeah. I've done it hundreds of times. Wow. So sometimes if you just stonewall, the insurance company all of a sudden miraculously just pays it, without mm. you saying anything. Anyway, somehow this one went all the way to the uh, the collection agency. Don't! I don't know how that happened, and I paid it immediately, but I don't know what that does to my credit. There ought to be a special exemption for medical stuff, because everybody has that. If you have a medical situation like I did where you get sick, you will have hundreds of individual bills hundreds of them, and each one of them is fraught with difficulties because the whole insurance thing and whether you should pay it or not pay it or, or you, who's responsible for it. Or the one bill that I got wr- written off by the hospital by fighting that one, that one hung out there for a long time. Right. And the hospital finally decided I didn't need to pay it. What but, a system we have. Yeah, it's, it's, what it's crazy. What a
1: mishmash of stupid. It is crazy.
2: <laughs> there is Positive
3: Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing- oh, t- turning the mic on would make me do better. Uh, doing, doing very well. I... I, I have a, a new video game that I uh, I discovered yesterday. Um, it is a, a fun one. It is very hard. I am I am but a bambi mother, just kind of flailing about. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, it is a role-playing game. That's when game. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is uh, Divinity 2, so I'm putting the, 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 the question out there. If any listeners out there play, get at me, Positive Sean, on Twitter. Let's play. Teach me how to do it. Because right now I'm just going through trying to talk my way through and things. I'm making people mad, having entire bars turn and fight me because I'm trying to lie to get into some secret club or something.
2: Well, uh, yeah, we need that from you because there's no way I would know this. So, is that the hot game right now?
3: Uh, it debuted about a week or so ago. It is. Uh, it's already got more than a half a million sales, in and in a, it, it reached that in about a week. Right. Um, it's, it's.
2: Well, we've talked about this for years. The the media is so far behind the curve. We heard all about the J Law movie that made eight million dollars. Right. And I've heard nothing about this video game that. Yeah, yeah it, a half million people have bought one already. In terms started of started playing already.
3: Revenue generated, I believe video games has surpassed both oh, yeah. movies yeah. and TV. Yeah, I would, mean, it is a it is a booming industry.
2: We've been saying this for years. It'd make way more sense for the Today Show and yeah. say, what was the big video game that came out over the weekend and give you the top five than a couple of dud movies nobody saw? Right. In terms of actual relationships to humans. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm
0: doing very well. We got a couple of dandy celebrity birthdays today. First out of the gate actress, food writer, former wife of Cole Plays Chris Martin and believer that water has feelings. Gwyneth Paltrow turns forty-five. Her the old, the least
2: sufferable human on the planet. She's old enough to know water doesn't have feelings at forty-five.
0: And her net worth, uh, rather liquid, hard to pin down, somewhere between sixty and one hundred and forty million dollars. So I You're mean, okay there's either a, way, there's a big gap. If there. my
2: accountant says you have somewhere between sixty and one hundred and forty million, I tell him, yeah. Try to nail it down a little closer, but if you don't, that's fine.
1: (laughs) How about you stay late tonight and narrow it down? (laughs) I'd like to know. That's a hell of
0: a range. Sounds like
1: somebody's stealing from me.
0: (laughs)
2: I don't need to know. As long as it stays north of 60, I'm fine.
0: And Marvin Lee a day, known to his cautionary friends as... Meat, don't do it. Meatloaf, 70 years young. Oh, you're kidding me.
1: No. Some old loaf. (laughs) Wow, I heard Paradise by the Dashboard Lights this morning. Enjoyed the hell out of it. What a singer. What a fine fella. A little crazy. Well, totally crazy.
0: Meets net worth $25 million. Oh, Oh, my God!
1: (laughs) Wow! Probably all, wow! car-
2: all karaoke yeah. plays, right? It, 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 he's making that all that money off of that.
1: Well, right, yeah. He's got to be the king of overweight insane singers. <laughs> and? <laughs> Is that, well, other than the king, obviously. He's no longer with us.
3: There's an entire generation of people who know him only as the guy with moobs from Fight Club. Nah, that's true. Yep, That's true. Yep.
1: Well, and or the guy from Celebrity Apprentice now. Right, oh,
2: right. The right. next generation. <laughs> uh, I would eat 70-year-old meatloaf, but that's just the way I am. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Wednesday, September the 27th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of
1: this program. All right, let's do it now. Officially, according to FCC, rules and regulations at Mark.
0: In case you're just joining us, this is tonight. And uh, I can't think of too much to tell you about it, except I want to give you the bad news first. This program is going to go on forever. <laughs> Boy, you think you're tired now. <laughs> Wait till you see one o'clock roll around. It's a uh, it's a long show. It goes on from eleven thirty here in the east. That is from eleven thirty to one in the morning. That's the
3: opening of the Tonight Show this day in what year? Uh, nineteen hundred and fifty-four.
2: With the uh, the Johnny Carson version of the Tonight Show. No,
3: that was Steve Allen. Oh, that's the Steve Allen yeah, version of the yeah, Tonight Show. Yeah.
2: So the very first one. Okay, fifty-four. How many people had TVs?
1: Eighty. Your, your big cities were watching, and the rest of
2: the
3: country is like, "I've heard of television." There was more people in the
0: audience than people
3: had TVs. Yeah, probably. What are other headlines, Marshall?
0: Uh well, coming up, Alabama election is shaking up the GOP. Obamacare remains the law of the land, and Twitter's got big expansion plans. Stories coming up six thirty-five. Armstrong yeah. and Guinea. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Twitter's struggling to stay relevant, and their new idea—I don't know—I don't know if I like. Well, I know
1: I don't like it. Uh, how's Mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. It's a sprawling epic. I'm working to contain it even now. (laughs) It's it. We're going back to the editing bay.
2: Its belt's going to burst, and its pants are going to fall down around its ankles. Exactly. Struggling to contain it.
1: Sometimes the director's cut you don't want to watch. Too much. We're going to talk about Rises
2: in Crime, which has been in the news, and a variety of things.
1: A lot of great stuff. Today's going to be a blockbuster. Can't
2: wait. Six pounds of show and a five-pound bag. Oh, we'll
1: analyze the Judge Roy Moore victory. What does it mean? Oh, yeah. What does it, it do- mean? It does mean something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: So, um, looks like we got a couple in Russia that have been practicing cannibalism for the last 20 years. Oh boy, they ought to be pretty good at it by now. And authorities believe they have eaten at least 30 people in those 20 years, including serving them unknowingly to
1: guests. Uh, You know that I have been studying cases of cannibalism since I was a kid. I don't know why, fascinated by it. Wow. That is often often a feature of it.
2: Feeding other people the, the human meat. Yes,
1: unknowingly. Tastes like chicken.
2: Uh, yeah. By the way, this is from the Washington Post, not the Weekly World News or something. So this is a, this
1: is a real story. Wow. You know, I, I gotta admit, I was a little curious about your source. Got more details to come. Wow. That is something. Holy cow. Woo! Whoa. 30. Yikes. Yeah. Cannibalism.
2: Mailbag. She's uh, fairly attractive. He looks like a cannibal.
1: He looks He's scary-looking. but Maybe she found that attractive. And she He landed her. He's kind of the rugged type, the eat-other-people type. So if you ever want to get in touch, and I'm an idiot for not mentioning this more often, you can always text us at 415-295-KFTC. Or you can email us, at Yahoo.com. You can also uh, follow us on the Twitter. Just, you know, search on Armstrong and Getty. On we go. So you've been reading about
2: cannibals your whole life?
1: That's interesting.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I
1: definitely, if if I see a cannibalism story, I read it. I was more of a Bermuda Triangle guy. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Suzanne sent this along. I found it very interesting and an enjoyable click for a little while. It's WW2 Tweets from 1939. Oh,
2: yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. It's in real
1: time. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is as if the participants were tweeting in World War II. And it is very, very interesting. Uh, she sent along uh, Polish Olympic runner Janusz Unpronounceable is the defender of Fort uh, X Manning machine gun shot in both legs. He refuses to leave his post, et etc. Et and then there's a link to the story. Ah, uh, this man stands in sharp contrast every snowflake at our universities and every idiot that tweets about the latest controversy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, those who are, are who are shaken to their core by a conservative speaker across campus. Yeah, this guy, same age, roughly, shot in both legs, stays at his post.
2: But this is a, it's an interesting uh, way to look at history. And I started back September second when when uh, that's the anniversary of World War II, starting every year. But the, the original uh, little blasts there on the Twitter about uh, German Germany has moved troops into Czechoslovakia or whatever. And um, and it's just really interesting to follow. It is.
1: And, and it gives you a sense of what it was like yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, uh, don't be confused between that and also the Twitter wars of history where people mock up like snide Twitter wars between, say, FDR and Hitler. I haven't seen this. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are very amusing. Very amusing. Steve writes, Kim Jong Un, come on, why hasn't this been played yet? This would be the audio I was going to play,
0: Michael. Hang my bass last night, pre flight. Zero hours.
1: Well, this sounds like a version of Elton John's classic Rocket Man by, wait a minute. Oh, started out okay then. Is that American Idol sensation William Hung we're listening to? Oh, is it really? Now, why would we want to play this version? I miss the Only so because Mr. Hung is an I Asian man? He was a celebrity for a cup of coffee 12 up. years ago? Yeah, can, 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 can I just face. hear the high note again?
0: On the TikTok. Let's
1: oh, you know, much like real uh, space travel, re-entry is his problem. <laughs> reentry is the most dangerous part. I would have
2: figured that American Idol star William Hung had turned to cannibalism by now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. I will keep that ready to play at any time. Uh let's see Sean and the public PDA is India's uh, theme not the entire nation the world's largest democracy which has actually currently been being riven by serious political problems and violence but nobody cares. Um let's see uh Unfortunately, while listening to the show this morning, I was unable to turn the radio off quickly enough to avoid one of Sean's much-needed and incredibly informative interruptions. I'll never get back to 10 seconds of my life in which he mentioned that this weekend was the first public PDA between Prince Harry and his girlfriend. That's right. Public PDA. Sean, are you aware the P
3: in PDA is public? Yeah, I also put my PIN number into my ATM machine. <laughs>
1: Idiot! <laughs> Idiot! Idiot! And then referencing the positive Sean Gong, Indy asks, is there some sort of redundancy mallet that you can whack him <laughs> unconscious with? I think the majority of your listeners would appreciate it. Whacking someone unconscious, that's, that's, that's violence talk. That's, I'm triggered by that. I, I, this is an unsafe environment. This unsafe. Unsafe. Give me a puppy. Give me a puppy. Give me a coloring
3: book. The ironic thing about the redundancy mallet is you always hit the person with
1: it twice to prove your point. That's why you're rendered unconscious. KGTS, keep gonging that, Sean. <laughs> India, I don't appreciate The that. amount
2: of attention that Prince Harry uh, being out in public with his new actress girlfriend got is, is so disturbing to me. <sighs> I don't mind it being in tabloid magazines if you read that sort of stuff, but like the Today Show, giving it 10 full minutes as a lead up and then a follow up on Monday. It's just, it's weird. I don't get it.
1: I have lived my entire life teetering back and forth between horror and disgust at humanity and wild amusement at humanity.
2: So, Diane on our Twitter tweeted this last night. The only thing worth knowing about Prince Harry's girlfriend is she used to hold briefcase number 24 on deal or no deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually part of her
1: bio. Great gig. <laughs> Police weighing in on Did Joe Overreact, the new email feature we tried out the other day. Me and my three coworkers used to be paramedics in Oakland at night. We're now RNs at a trauma center. As the quiet, delicate flowers that we are, we're happy to respond on your behalf to effing dumbass folks that write in ignorant comments like the one you read today. Wow, a bunch of tough, streetwise nurses want to do my goon work for me. That's cool. Some nurse toughs. Yeah. <laughs> God, they come at you with a syringe and yeah, you don't even know what's in there. It's probably just saline. They're not murderers, they're just thugs. Let's see. Scott writes Kylie Jenner is pregnant. Will that make Bruce Jenner a trampa? Hey, now, grandma and tranpaw. <laughs> Scott, 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 come on now. Is that bringing people together, or is it, you know, a wedge?
2: So some military big uh, bigwig uh, said yesterday that transgenders can serve in the military as long as they can meet the requirements? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. that would be correct. Was Do that I, the SecDef? Was that General Manning? No, it was
2: below him, but it oh. was somebody I am. Okay. One of the eight million generals you hear from.
1: Well, speaking of politics, uh, it's inevitable. Uh, did you hear the guy from TV, the Apprentice guy, Donald Trump? He's the president, and evidently he said something about the NFL the other day.
2: I had a moment yesterday. This happens every once in a while. I was watching Trump talk about something important, North Korea, I think. He was talking, and I had one of those just flashes that I get every now and then, and I think, oh, my God,
1: <laughs> Donald Trump is president. Yeah. Every once in a while, it hits me like anew. It's often when some uh, heavyweight news anchor says, President Trump, and I think, wow, really? Really? Then I saw uh, Hillary for on Charlie Rose for a little bit last night. Ch-
2: Freaking insufferable. Oh, my Go God. away, woman. Irma Gerd. I, I thought, you know, I'm going to try to listen to a little of this. I want to hear her view. Be- I just huh? couldn't. I just couldn't. God, she is the hardest person for me to listen to on Earth. <sighs>
1: <sighs> oh. <laughs> you got this nice note from Lori. She saw this on the Twitter machine anyway. Perhaps she heard that the president criticized football players for for kneeling down uh, during the anthem, et cetera. I had heard something about that. Um, She sent along a tweet, uh, David something or other, wouldn't it be great if taking a knee became the symbol of resistance to Trump and wherever he went, wherever people gathered, they did it? And then Matt Walsh on Twitter commented, oh, my Lord, Trump has tricked his critics into kneeling before him. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's funny. That is really funny.
2: Yeah, there was an article in the New York Times last night about a lot of your Black Lives Matter people are really bothered by the fact that Kaepernick's protest has kind of got hijacked and turned into something else or a number of other things. Yes. And, 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 and while there are a lot more people participating, the original intent is being lost. Mm. And for, for them, they find that to be bothersome.
1: And then if I had any showbiz sense whatsoever, I would end on a comedic note, but I'm not going to. Ben the Libertarian has sent along a quote from George Carlin. I don't get too worked up about flags and other symbols. I leave that to the symbol-minded which is a a sub Carlinian play on words, really. Must have been a weak moment for George. But then uh, Ben writes this, and it's food for thought. Do you want food for thought? Are you hungry for thought? Perhaps you're hungry for human flesh. Stay tuned for that story. Ben, the Libertarian, writes, It is interesting to me that there is so much anger over kneeling by people who seem to be interested in demonstrating their disgust uh, by what is and is not happening in their country. Yet there seems to be so little anger in comparison to things the United States government is doing that, to my mind, disrespect the flag far more, such as free speech zones, where the authorities set up a little cage, and if you want to exercise your First Amendment rights, you got to stand in that cage. Large-scale surveillance without warrants. Laws regarding firearms, despite the plain language of the Second Amendment, quote, shall not be infringed, close quote. The prosecution of those who expose government lies and crimes, et cetera, et cetera. You could go through a lot of them. Yeah, people more mad at the football players than the government. That's interesting.
2: Um, Including sometimes taking your property against your will, as I saw Tim Lawyer's wife, Christina Sandifer on Book TV talking about over the weekend. Right. Which is interesting. Christina fighting a good fight. Uh, Is it the civil asset forfeiture stuff? uh, It's just taking your house. It's that whole thing. Um, uh, Trump has tricked people to kneel before him. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Marshall's News coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. In case you've ever wondered about getting medicinal marijuana for whatever reason, you don't want to buy the regular stuff. Yeah, Um, I got uh, elbow
1: pain, yeah.
2: Sean actually went through the process yesterday, and he's going to tell us about it. He said it is shockingly easy and and hilariously enforced, which is a surprise (laughs) to really no one, but uh, I always (laughs) like hearing those stories.
1: Because that's not the way it was presented to us originally. Is it? uh, Well, I'll ask my questions when we get there. Well, good idea. There will be questions and answers at the end of the presentation. (laughs) All right, man, whatever you say. (laughs) Look, he's high now. This is exactly (laughs) what
3: people like me predicted would happen. Indeed.
0: He's high at at work. Whatever, Whatever, man, it's cool.
1: What's to prevent him from getting potted up and getting behind the wheel? Nothing. That's
2: what?
3: It's like, you ever look at the moon and you're like, (laughs) other people are right. looking at the moon.
1: What, All right, we need,
3: <laughs> what we need is Judge Roy Moore. That's
2: right. We he need. won't
1: put up with this crap anymore. He'll ride in here on his horse and, and kick your ass, then have your horse
0: kick your ass again. Mm.
2: His
1: horse.
0: <laughs> what? Something.
2: <laughs> Here's Marsha Phillips with the news.
0: And I'll shake up in the GOP. President Trump now calling jurist Roy Moore a great guy who ran a fantastic race after winning the Alabama Republican primary for Senate. Trump on Twitter today said he talked to Moore last night for the first time, said he's going to make America great again. Trump and allies of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had backed Moore's opponent, Luther Strange, in the race. And Trump had even traveled to Alabama last Friday to stump for Strange. He would have been, uh, well, he was
1: briefly America's most giant senator. Of the uh, the modern era. Did, Six foot yes. nine. Yes. Is that how tall he was? Yeah. I, I took
2: Unbelievable. A, I took a picture of him standing next to Mike Pence on oh, television yeah. last night, and I thought, I gotta look up these guys' height, unless Mike Pence is three
0: feet tall. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> mean <laughs> dwarfs him like a child,
1: Eric. or more appropriately,
2: like a dwarf. Oh, absolutely like a child. It's weird the picture. But um He is like a little baby. That's
1: right. <laughs> and look at this picture. Look at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you seen this, Sean? Look at that. I mean, oh I know. Yeah. I it's, it's like Shaquille O'Neal and his wife. Yeah, I don't want to
2: stand next to somebody that tall. It's just, you know, it's, it's weird for both of us. Yeah, you're looking down on top of my head. <laughs> um, but here's the story on this to me. And the, the the greatest takeaway is going to be important, I believe. So Trump was kind of fed this line by supposedly <clears throat> smart people of this is the guy yeah. you ought to get behind. He'll be loyal vote. Get your agenda. through. He wasn't paying much attention. As he started paying attention, he realized quickly he was backing the wrong guy. On the plane down there, Washington Post reporting says, on the plane ride down there Friday, he was talking about how low energy this strange was, and he really likes Moore's, you know, energy and his attitude and everything like that, with right. the, with the ride and the horse and the gun and the, wow. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and the, hat,
3: the cowboy hat. So... What
2: the the main thing that's going to come out of this? And Bannon was on the side of the guy that won, yep. the opposite of Trump.
1: Yeah. And thing Sebastian that's, Gorka.
2: The main thing that's going to come out of this <laughs> is Donald Trump's going to say, "My gut told me to go with more." I didn't listen to my gut. One time I listened to you smart people. Mitch O'Donnell, McConnell. One time I listened to you smart strategists on what I should do, and this is what happened. Right. My gut has not let me down. He's going to be more solid and going with his gut against other people's
1: advice from here on out. That is absolutely correct. I agree completely. Now, from the the people of the United States, Jack, I'm more in touch with the people. Here's what it means from the point of view of the, the populace. For a long time, and we, we decried this on this show for a very long time, incumbents elected over and over and over again, the obvious candidate over and over, because we had this feeling that eh, we probably ought to get somebody with experience or, you know, the the party's telling us, well, we, we really need to stick with this person. And people had this inexplicable fear of taking a chance on something different in politics. I think that... Zeitgeist is dead. It's completely gone. People will no longer listen to the gray men and women of, of their political party and say, yeah, yeah, we probably ought to stick with this I'm, person.
2: I'm happy to hear that. I think maybe we've gone yeah. a little too far with the, anything other than that is fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we I may think be you're saying too... that just because you're soft on sodomy. but I <laughs> Judge Roy Moore is going to crack down on sodomites like Jack.
2: You know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. It depends on which definition of sodomy you're going with because it varies from time to time to town, county to county, state to state. It does indeed. Some sodomy is among my favorite things on earth. There's some sodomy I really don't like (laughs) though. I tried it and I didn't like it. Perhaps it should be uh, an individual choice. I don't think it ought to be illegal. Um, but I watched this strange guy. I just saw like thirty seconds yeah. of him speaking, and I thought, "Oh my God, get him the hell out of there!" He was just such your typical Republican, gray-haired guy. Yeah, just, just, just as as typical as could be.
1: Go along to get along. He's
2: gonna go there and get rich and not cause any problems, and he doesn't care about the debt or anything like that. He vote doesn't care par- about anything. Vote
0: the party line, right? Yeah, right. Meanwhile, Republican Tennessee Senator Bob Corker, reading the tea leaves, says he's not going to run for a third term in the 2018 midterms. that's too bad. I I like Bob Corker. I think he's a really smart and interesting guy. Yeah, he made the surprise announcement announcement last night, and that set off a frenzy of speculation as to who would jump into the race to succeed him. Political analyst Greg Valliere saying... Bob Corker, who was one of the most respected people in the Senate, was the ultimate establishment Republican. His retirement, combined with the race in Alabama,
1: really shakes up the status quo in Washington. Awesome. You know, the ultimate—that
2: uh, is—that I just can't agree with that at all. He—he—he he, <laughs> he bucked his party and the and 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 all kinds of things all the time more than anybody. Yeah, who
1: the hell was that? I don't know. He was never wrong. quote Whoever him was. again. He's an idiot. Not only that, but Corker—he was asked last night. I wish we had the tape. I should ask for it. Why are you resigning? He said, well, I'm, you know, I'm looking at a third term and all. I'm starting to feel like right. a career politician. That's not what I'm about. I'm out. Yeah, that's the double-edged sword of people
2: that don't actually want to be politicians. That's who I like. The problem with those people is they don't stick around long because they don't like being politicians. Right. The people that love being politicians because they're getting rich and they like going to the fancy parties, those people never retire. And they
1: accrue more and more power.
0: Twitter has had a 140-character limit since it was founded 11 years ago, but it is now testing a doubling of that to 280 characters, making the longer allowable length available at this time for some users.
2: God, I can't read double the length of some of your tweets. I just can't do it. Making
0: the announcement, Twitter said it knew some users might have what it called an emotional attachment toward the 140-character limit but said that even at 280 characters tweets are still very brief. Well they are, I would grant you that. The smart oh,
2: we'll the smart people we know say Twitter is just dying. I mean it's just yeah. it's it's as big as it can be and it's become mostly a a news media sort of thing. And it, if that's the case, expanding the length of it for cuz I go for news updates a lot mm-hmm, on Twitter, yep. I you know, I probably ought to hear those people able to express themselves in a little longer form cuz Instagram has taken over that other
1: segment of the world and yeah. snapchat and a lot of other things it's just really interesting to see a global phenomenon of that level of su- success that they haven't figured out how to monetize they just can't make any money on it but then i hear they've got like five thousand engineers working uh, around the clock on twitter right. and i think doing what <laughs> what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing it seems to work all right I-
0: <laughs> that's a wrap that's your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong and Getty show the voice of the west just <laughs> let it roll have one guy around to fix it if it breaks. You know, they're
2: connecting wires and uh, stuff like that.
0: Code.
1: They're coding. That's right. A lot yes. of coding. A lot of, coding. <laughs> a lot of zeros and ones. You know how it goes.
2: I don't know. If if I, if I think when I click on a tweet, it's going to be long. I'm not going to click on as many, I don't think. It's not the, very long. The fact that they're always tiny is a benefit. We'll see. Brevity is the soul of wit, Jack. Is it? what I'm told. Of course, if you want to express yourself in longer form, you can always do this as one of two, two of three, whatever that trick, right?
1: Yeah, or screen capture your blog, as our old friend Vincent would remind us.
2: So Sean's going to tell us about getting medicinal marijuana, among other things we got coming up. I'm just glad that that uh, new senator is going to put sodomy back in its place where it ought to be. Which is behind us. In Sodom. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we have a bit of a breaking news that I am going to spend the day trying to find more information about. So Mattis, the Secretary of Our Defense of the United States of America, was the target of an Afghanistan rocket attack this morning. He made an unexpected trip to Afghanistan, and uh, the Taliban launched uh, rocket-propelled grenades at the planes they thought were him. Mm. He had gotten out on a plane just before that, but it would seem pretty clear since it was a surprise um, visit that mm. somebody had tipped them off yeah. with not good enough information, or or they're probably really good at mixing up, you know, what planes they put him on and stuff like that because they're worried about this sort of thing all the time. Sure, yeah. But uh, somebody had tipped off the Taliban
1: that the sec death was coming. It would seem. Oh yeah, or that he had landed. I I suspect. That once he hit the ground, somebody who wasn't privy to the information but recognized him immediately alerted his Taliban buddies.
2: The uh, Mad Dog Mattis, which he hates that nickname, and NATO Secretary had already left the airport at the time of the incident. But, you know, the fact that they were even that close
1: is disturbing. Who was it? uh, So One of my favorite journalists was writing a, a story about landing in Iraq. During the Iraq War, when you were was it Brian
2: Williams with the rounds coming into the
1: airframe? I think it was. It was an incredibly dramatic tale, and I mean tale. <laughs> uh, no, but they were talking about when you're landing in a situation like that, the descent is much, much different than a commercial flight. You plunge out of the sky. You plunge down to the airport, then suddenly level off and land. I think you're talking about
2: Hillary Clinton, when she had to uh, run across the tarmac, <laughs> bent over with the rounds coming, whizzing over
1: her head. That's right. That may have been yes. the incident as yes. well. I yes. don't recall specifically. Well, thank you for that. Ah, speaking of our favorite people, women in the news. Oh, this, this story has gladdened my heart in half a dozen different ways. So there's some sort of fracas in Berkeley as usual uh, yesterday, and there was a... A fist fight at the empathy tent.
0: <laughs> what the hell's an empathy tent? We've we've talked about the empathy tent before where there's big
1: protests, and if your feelings start to get a little hurt, you go to the empathy tent. and, and People the, say, so sorry your feelings are hurt. Is that where they keep the puppies in the coloring books? Here's a coloring book. Why don't you color for a while until you feel better? That's right. That's what an empathy tent was. Well, evidently, uh, some... <laughs> I think our buddy Joey Gibson was involved in this somehow or other, but uh, uh, there was a, a fight at the empathy tent, which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, and who was arrested? None other than communist psychopath Yvette Falarka, Yvonne, Yvonne, I thought it was Yvette, F- y- Falarka, age 47, of Oakland, California, And she's Battery a and Resisting Arrest. School teacher. She is a school teacher, a member of, a uh, leader of, by any means necessary, a... Uh, uh Antifa person already facing felony charges in Sacramento for inciting a riot and assault and battery, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Scott from Pleasant Hill wrote in about this, among other people, uh, mentions fascism, fascist, fascism, fascist, fascist, fascism.
2: What did she specifically get arrested for?
1: Uh, assault, uh, oh, battery and uh, resisting
2: arrest. Gotcha. So yeah. you add that to her other charges. She could end up with some real jail time then, huh? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Jails are pretty crowded with murderers and the rest of it. Mm. She hasn't murdered anybody yet, although she would absolutely. And you know what, Yvette? I'm calling you out. Would you consider it legitimate if you came across an an actual fascist to murder them? Do you think you are justified in doing that? If somebody was said, somebody said, you know, I'm for fascism in the United States. I'm a Klansman. Perhaps they'd say, do you think you'd be justified in murdering them? I wonder. Let us know. Getty at yahoo.com. You can email us if you like. Text at us or
2: whatever. She can go ahead and call if she wants to uh, admit that she murdered her. We don't really.
1: We don't take <laughs> that. time for calls. So. Yeah. All right. We'll take your call. <laughs> 1-866-331-TALK. Against our better judgment. Get ready for a Fascists with their fascism want to fascize the fascist states of fascism. Sean did the medicinal marijuana dance. We'll talk about that coming up. I'm picturing those people at the Starbucks when they get the wrong drink. and you f- This is fascism. This is fascism. I didn't order caramel in this. This is caramel fascism.
2: So we got all that on the way. I hope you can stay tuned. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.